Well then, welcome to episode something of our first kind of season of our Star Trek Adventures Reliance game. Uh, I take the time to introduce our players uh, pretty often. I'm just going to go down the list right here, give them all a chance to say hello. Um, our, our ship's first officer is a former security trained officer named Alenis Kendra. Hello, everyone. Our um, our ship's chaplain, which is an interesting position to have on a starship. He's both the ship's counselor and in charge of the ship's all-faiths chapel because there are many species in the Federation that have religious observances. And uh, Chaplain Victor Waitley sees over the comings and goings and the doings of that chapel as well as being the ship's counselor. Greetings and salutations. Um, we have a guest star tonight who sometimes joins us, who is a longtime uh, former Foundry author and longtime, uh, longtime player of Star Trek Online, likes Star Trek Adventures a lot. And so once in a while, our friend Green Dragoon joins us to, uh, to play a character named Jenic Rosso, who is the red shirt, who is very bad at dying. I know, I'm clearly not playing this game correctly. <laughs> um, the ship's pilot and also in charge of the life sciences, specifically life sciences division of the science department is a is an IBI, which is a race created by Duncan Idaho for the uh, for the STO foundry and is, I think, like the third or fourth IBI in Starfleet, Kara Junrani. Hello, Kara Jinrani here. Remember, everyone, early to rise and early to bed makes a person healthy but socially dead. <laughs> um, the commander of this vessel, um, one of only two, I like the idea that somehow um, in the shows, like, you know, Kirk was the youngest captain ever, et cetera, et cetera. And in this case, what we have is uh, basing things on the Star Trek Online game. I'm saying both the player character that, you know, plays the stuff in the game and our captain, uh, Mr. Marcus Graves, who is currently a lieutenant, are the first two that have ever graduated Starfleet Academy at the rank of lieutenant. Previously, the highest someone was assigned was the rank of Lieutenant Junior Graves. Marcus Graves is played by Duncan Idaho. Hello, hello. I also uh, control the whims of Lieutenant Tardigrade. That is true. When, when Lieutenant Tardigrade appears, Duncan does control his whims. Um, we have our chief of sciences, longtime foundry author, Cass Modian, playing a character named Quentin Reynolds, who is a bit older than your uh, standard Starfleet Academy graduates and um, has, since the mission began, um, been producing a lot of really great science, uh, science work, research papers and things that people um, higher up in Starfleet have taken notice of. Uh, so Quentin Reynolds is played by Cass Modian. And I may have created science in my pants based off where we left off last week. <laughs> um, and um, another longtime Foundry author, um, Baz, the Baz, the uh, 
the crazy stabber man. Um, he is playing our chief science officer with a ra- our chief engineering officer with a race that he created called the Soar, uh, which are kind of a uh, uh, halfway between like a Gorn and uh, they're they're a lizard race. I'll let him describe it a little better if he feels like it. Um, uh, as, yeah. plays, as plays Rick here. Uh, yes, uh, Rick T is a saw, uh, basically halfway between uh, a Saurian and a Gorn in terms of, you know, like facial features and um, just how things are working there. And he is, well, um, very interested in how things work. And awesome. Yeah, he is awesome. sad that Space Mum's there as a Borg. <laughs> yep. Um, um, I'm going to go ahead and mention that our uh, chief medical officer uh, is played by our friend Nick, who um, is a longtime Star Trek Online player. Um, he uh, he plays a character named Dr. Eli O'Connor. He will be joining us in just a little bit, so he's not here quite yet. Um, and we also have, uh, it, it may sometimes uh, seem, uh, we'll try as best we can to mention it in the game, but we have a player who um, plays an exocomp um, and uh, is more comfortable communicating those emotes and things that the exocomp can do through our chat. And so very often that character of Oakley, you know, beep, beep, um, is uh, played by, it is uh, a very active part of our games. It's played by um, uh, another longtime Foundry author, author named Star for Theta. Um, I hope I got your name right. I'm sorry if I didn't. Um, so I'd like to go ahead and say uh, that last time, because this is really like a, a, a good, like maybe two or three part episode. We don't know uh, where it's going to go. But last time, the, uh, uh, the crew of the Reliant was uh, finished with their uh, vacation time on Ryza, where their doctor in a gambling game had won a new ship. All kinds of great things kind of happened in and around Ryza. And they received orders from Starfleet Command to change course from their normal uh, from their normal exploration uh, kind of mission that they had been sent on in a different sector entirely to change course and head toward Deep Space K7 because in the in the ongoing war between the Klingon and Federation, the Klingon Empire and the Federation, there were many areas, uh, hot zones, essentially, where the fighting had risen to a, a kind of a fever pitch. This is uh, a mid-year of 2409, where that Klingon war would have been you know, really big, actually, at that point in time. And on the way to Karat, every day, um, the crew received updates of uh, ships lost and people lost. And um, then they started to receive updates that um, the Borg were seen in the Karat sector. And they finally arrived at K-7. They had a meeting with K-7's, uh, K-7's commander, 
Um, no, nah, it's not Perry. It's um, Naomi Wildman, uh, Lieutenant Commander Naomi Wildman, who runs Deep Space K7. Let the crew let the crew know in no uncertain terms that what their long range scans and the reports they had gotten back from their ships is that the Borg seemed to be setting up a Unimatrix in the Karat sector. So Reliant, along with some other ships, um, sister ships of theirs uh, from the Explo second exploration fleet that were also uh, basically redirected to this conflict, um, they all were dispatched to the Karat sector. And upon entering the sector, the, uh, the Reliant could see what we all know as the two moons, one with a huge chunk just blown out of it from a spot where uh, two starships, uh, Klingon and a uh, Federation ship, had done battle, resulting in the loss of the Federation ship and some of its crew. Um, and there's just a huge chunk of the moon that's completely blown away. And as the Reliant began to do scans of the sector, they detected a ship that's kind of important to them. Um, their training cruise captain had been moved uh, after the training cruise to command the USS Texas. And they detected the Texas adrift not far from where they came into the sector and discovered that the entire front half of the saucer section had been cut away and that the ship was being assimilated as they looked at it they could see that the ship was being assimilated they scanned that there were 47 uh, 47 crew left out of a crew of, I believe we determined it was just about 600, and that th that that crew had found had made their way to the lowest decks of the ship, and um, our heroes, being the heroes that they are, rather than um, rather than put the Reliant in too much danger by getting too close, because there were Borg ships. There's a Borg sphere that is patrolling the area directly around where they found the Adrift Texas. And uh, instead of putting the Reliant into the path, uh, their um, officer, Kara Junrani, suggested that they take an away team on a shuttle. And that's what they did. Taking their way on board in environment suits through a completely decompressed hangar bay onto the ship, um, following the advice of their engineer, Riptier, who's with them, they decided to take Jeffrey's tubes to try to get to the lower decks of the ship where, um, where the Borg had not begun to assimilate yet. And unfortunately, you know, this being a, a game that depends on dice and all, um, poor Baz playing Riptier rolled two complications, which meant... In, for 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 me that I, I had great fun saying that the board they were going to encounter arrived many rounds before they would have and so the group basically emerged into engineering through the Jeffries tubes they could see the large two leveled warp core where the where the top level is more like a, a 
eight, like a gang planks around the warp core. And that's where they came through. And on the lower level, there's a, you know, a door catwalk. Thank you. Um, there, there's a, um, a door that leads out of course on the, on the lower level. And as they made their way um, into engineering before they got a real chance to scan anything or really get their bearings, the door to engineering sprang open and they saw uh, the red lights, the laser beams come out of the dark, not laser beams, but you know, the four guys, um, they saw the red lights and they saw, uh, they saw these Borg just approach engineering. Now, fortunately there's a force field between them, although the power on it is flickering badly. It's not going to hold. The person leading the Borg team that uh, that was coming into engineering is their former uh, their former uh, training crews captain. The last words that were spoken were, "I am Call of Borg. Your biological and technological distinctiveness will be added to our own. Resistance is futile." And that was where we left off. And so we are going to pick up literally right there. Um, the away team consisting of uh, Alenis Kendra, uh, Jenik Rosso, um, Arajun Rani, Quentin Reynolds, Rick Tier, and their, um, and their uh, security chief, a, an android officer named Bryce, who looks like Bruce Maddox as a young man. They are all there in engineering. There is a force field that is flickering power, and there are a, there's a baker's dozen of, uh, of Borg that are probably about to bust through it. So we're going to pick up with that team in engineering and take it away what are your reactions to seeing your former commanding officer as a borg she still has her starfleet uniform on it's ripped and torn in places where the uh the borg tubes and stuff are coming you know from her head down to her shoulder and things like that but um it's because it's not a it's not an assimilation that has been a long time. Like she hasn't been assimilated for years or anything. She still has a lot of her original appearance. It really looks like what many the the woman many of you came to call Space Mom. Um, Captain Cole is the one that just spoke. So what would you all like to do? Anyone can start. So Rick well, sort of most most of you probably know Rick as as he's, he's very like positive like loose he is like even like he's sort of like very congenial as a reptilian um, but you know you you see him like all all the muscles of his body is like tense tense up and uh, and he sort of like freezes for a moment. Um. Uh, as as um as he sees, space mom. And also bear in mind that it's not just um her that has on a Starfleet uniform. At least 
three or four of the other Borg that you can see there are also recently assimilated Starfleet crew. Uh, Janek is uh, noticeably gripping his uh, phaser rifle hard and uh, without looking away from the uh, force field says to Les Kendra, your order, sir? I will say that Bryce is doing the same thing. Um, Bryce is, is, as soon as that door opened and it was obviously bored, just like Jenik, um, Bryce's phaser rifle came up as well. Kara looks over at Space Mom and you can tell the shock and the, the horror. Her face falls, falling open. But merely a second later, it starts to recover, and her open-mouth shock gives way to a wild-eyed and aggressive grin. She taps the communicator badge on her test. Ship, you're about to have some very unhappy guests. She taps hey. the badge again, not waiting for a response. Quentin, what do you do? Hun, we have a problem. I like that. We have a problem. <laughs> right? Okay, Go ahead. Okay, guys. We're going to try and not die here. That's our number one priority. Try not to get assimilated. Try not to die. We're going to try and save as many as we can, but our number one priority is to stay, stay alive and stay unassimilated. Kendra reaches into her pouch on her side and pulls out one of the static grenades. Bryce, Janik, I would hope you're both with me, but I have no authority to order you. Kara sets down her phaser rifle and starts slowly walking towards the Borg with her hands up. Okay. Wow, that one caused me to, like, choke on my water. I um, want to see how they're going to react to this. She's clearly not being a threat right now. She is clearly not being a threat right now. Um, so Kara puts down her rifle and takes a, uh, takes a couple of steps forward with her hands up. And the Borg, they, they don't, none of them say anything else. But as I, I stated, there is that flickering of a force field between you and two Borg put their arms forward. And you can see the... Uh, the tendrils flow out of uh, flow out of basically their wrist, and it comes out of both the top and bottom of their arm. It looks really kind of creepy. In my mind, it's a creepy image. Um, and the two of them, those those tendrils, connect with the force field, and you can see same color energy of the force field flow into tendrils leading into the Borg and with a snap, with a breath uh, um, the force field comes down and the Borg begin to enter the room. So Kara keeps walking forward. Let me know when I get within, I don't know, arm's reach of them. Kendra is standing is anyone going to stop her? Kendra um, lurches to try and stop her, but then stops herself from stopping her and Poises ready to throw the grenade, waiting until Kara gets closer. Uh, okay. Question, can we throw the tags, or do we need to sort of, like, physically deploy them, as in being in contact with the person? 
They're do, magnetic, aren't they? They are magnetic. You could throw them potentially and but get them. Or the Borg magnetic. Not a lot of metal on them. But is it ferrous metal? Not all metal is magnetic. You don't know. You don't know. Anyone like to do anything before Kara? Uh, can can I before? do like a knowledge check to see what I if I if I can identify any metals, like any ferrous metals? Sure. Make a let me open up the drive, um, which is our our place where all things uh, repository of knowledge. A repository of knowledge of your character sheets and such. Um, let's get Rick Tears character sheet called up. You can make a reason engineering that gives you a target number of 16, and this is one of those times your focuses don't apply. Okay. Uh, so, just a standard roll, so let's see how that goes. Two successes. Oh um, you're, you're certain. If the throw is good, those those tags will stick to a Borg. We're certain of it. I feel like Janek should make a, some kind of a roll to see whether or not he keeps his cool. Go ahead. Make a... Uh, we, we, we have... Uh, let me look at the sheet. Keep your Prison. cool roll. I mean, to be I, fair, Kara just asked you to follow her, and she just put down her rifle and started walking toward the Borg. I'm going to say keep your cool as presence and command. If you have a focus that applies, you can feel free to use it. Uh, either negotiation or survival. Survival. I'll let th this is definitely a... What do I do in this mo What What is the best move I can make right now? Um, right, so sort of thought, you know. So, go ahead and let's see if you uh, if you make a keep your cool roll. Right, you said presence uh, and command. command. Mm -hmm. okay, so, and focus will just increase the success range, to, yep. the uh, critical range. Focus increases the critical range. Yes. Okay. Just two or. Uh, what, what's um, two. your um, What's your command? Uh, command is two. Yeah, so it increases command. It, it'll increase to whatever your command is in this case two. Okay. Yep. Back to game time chat because I have to open up this silly rule book. Nope. 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 You do not keep your cool. What do you do? Janek uh, loses it and he uh, opens fire. Right on. I'm all for that. Um, He's not that far out of the academy. Oh, jeez. Um, you do realize that now Kara is also in the line of fire. I don't think he would like. He would try to avoid Kara. I don't think he would be that out of it. Yeah, I don't think he, he would, would be, be shooting firing on Kara. But um, okay, so. I think I agree with Marcus. He would try not to hit Kara, but Kara is still in the way at this point. I I do agree. Um, you may uh, you may make uh, what is the role for firing your weapon, Baz? And uh, I'm command, guessing it uh, control security for for control uh, security. And do we know what the 
energy setting is on the rifles at the moment? Question. Uh, so you can oh. use use a minor action to charge them if you want to do actually. Any Elena's told us to put them on stun before. She didn't want anyone killed. Yeah, and I think by default they're supposed to be on stun. Yeah, and and you guys did last game get the order, the month done. So. Okay, so is that uh, rolling one or two d twenties? Uh, two. Do you have? Yeah, do you have a focus that applies? Uh, hand phasers. Hand phasers. So that gives you uh, an increased critical range, two dice. So what's what's your security? Uh, my security is four. So that the range is is a um, four. So what uh, what's your control? Pretty good crit range. Uh, control is nine. So that's a target of nine plus four is thirteen, and a crit range of four. Yep. One success. Um, what would one success equal? It's a miss. I, they have to get two, I'm pretty sure. They have to get two. So it's a miss with a complication. I don't think we have any momentum to remove that, so... Nope. And that's we don't. Why that's happening. happening. And, and that's why I'm taking it back. And I'm uh, if if you have a determination and a value you can use, you might be able to, but... I don't think you guys want to do that yet. No. Just okay. saying. <laughs> That's like uh, when your DM says, don't do that yet, don't do that <laughs> Um Okay, so the shot, are you shooting at the lead Borg that you know as your former commander or one of the others that are right in the, the front area with her? There's like four of them in, like, the front line coming through the door. I'm going to say he is going to probably shoot at whatever the uh, closest Borg is, if that's the... Okay, so the shot... Um, so the shot goes wide and completely misses the Borg, impacting the, uh, the doorway on the side. And you see the drone at, uh, that you shot at, its head briefly looks in that direction and back at you and the the lead board your former commander that you know that you now know is um call of board um says any of them will do and they just begin to advance um kara you have an action uh and and you know that um once you fired the phaser um is when she realized, uh, is when that, is when Call of Borg decided to give that order and say, any of them will do. Jenny, if we get out of this, I'm going to fucking kill you. She dashes forward to the closest Borg and tries to stick a tag on them. Okay, roll a, what is, um, uh, Baz, what is me leaving a tag on a Borg? A daring security. Right on. Daring security. So that's uh, target number of 10 for you. So it's an opposed check with whatever the Borg is. So um, the Borg has to roll as well. That's why I, that see, that's why I opened the, and I make the same, uh, the same, the same roll. Yeah, you make the same roll. Okay. 
Wow. Right. You ready, uh, Kara? Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, she 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 that roll. Yeah. yeah, look at the roll. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow! And remember, Janet, you're next. Wow. So, so for note, uh, listening audience, that was um, Snake Eyes and uh, four successes. Yeah, which is two critical successes, giving you four successes. Damn. All right. Well, okay. I, unless this Borg rules really, really good. Um, wow. Let it rule two complications. I want to see what happens if that happens. Oh, you you get the tag on it. Um, let me guess, you were going for Space Mom right away. I was. Okay, you, you slap the tag. Oh, and I'm going to give you, um, hmm, it's only two successes for a successful attack, Baz? Uh, it's, it, well, it's, um, for, for Malay, it's, it's, it's an opposed check, which basically means... First, I've got to um, get at least one success, and then so it's basically the what... di- difference between how many successes. Um, you guys, uh, Ara, you just built three momentum in one attack. As and soon... I'm going to need it. Now I'm in the middle of a bunch of Borg, and Jenik just shot at them. As soon as the tag hits Call of Borg, um, there is... Uh, Basically, imagine like a circular magnetic tag that has kind of a Starfleet delta behind it, and the the areas that come to the outside of, uh, you know, like the points of the delta, as soon as you slap it on the Borg, a flash green, and there is a transporter beam, and Call of Borg is gone. Transports away. Um, as and um, at that, um, Kara is like, "You're next." And um, as the other Borg move in, um, they are a combination. They look like a combination of a couple of kinds of drones. And we cut to the USS Reliance cargo bay which has been uh which has been um repurposed into a kind of a triage center where um where dr three who was introduced last week and dr o'connor who is now with us hey nick it's good to oh see you oh my god that's perfect timing hey. I, I, i've been um, here for a while so yeah, you've been here for about 10 minutes, and I was oh, like, hey, great, great time, awesome. <laughs> um, so you and Dr. Three, as well as your medical teams, and you have a couple of these um, containment units set up uh, at a uh, – there is a sonic frequency that's basically resonating around all of the containment units that is based on Quentin's work – uh, deciphering what that ancient, um, the last time actually that Dragoon was with us and played, um, Quentin had taken all of that information about that ancient society that figured out how to block board signals. And that is what's making up these containment cages. And so Eli, you and Dr. Three, along with, uh, 
along with, I think his name, I don't remember his name. I keep wanting to call him Ged for some reason, but there's Tellerite. Uh, oh, the Tellerite it is Ged. It is Ged? It's awesome. Ged. Um, the Tellerite physician's assistant, Ged, is there, and you guys have four medical teams ready, and you have four containment units. And Eli, the one you're standing in front of, the signal goes off that the away team is sending a board. And the the transporter signal appear the transporter effect appears in front of you inside of the uh, inside of the containment unit, and you see Space Mom, fully borged up, assimilated, in there. You did not yet know. So far, this was a piece of information that Eli did not have. Um, I, I dropped my mug of coffee in surprise. It's not the Bozeman Titans mug that the fungus was in, but just a random mug. Still, <laughs> um, what would you like to do, Eli? And as soon, um, just so you know, that as soon as your, um, as soon as that containment unit um, flashes that that there's stuff incoming, um, uh, Doctor Three looks at all of the medical teams and says. It's begun. Everyone, be ready. I stand, I stand up, I say, this one's mine and my team's, and we're going to get to work. Yeah, um, this one's ours. So you have to go in there with your team, which includes one security officer who um, you can see that um, as soon as she appears, this Borg tests the wall closest to to it with to her with a um with a uh with a shot from her arm um and then looks over at you silently staring ah well i look at the security officer so how do you get her down for surgery or is that my job do i have to do something says no that's what i'm here for and he's just a red shirt he doesn't even have a name yet and he steps forward lowers his hand phaser and um you see one of those wide blast stun settings hit um the borg in front of you and there's a momentary kind of stun and he goes now it's your job all right, you're the strong one help get her on the bed you can move through you can move through um the fields that are keeping the Borg in freely. All right. What would you like to do? The well, Borg I, is stunned in front of you. I want him to get her up on the, the surgery table. Boom, you call for the surgery table that rises up out of the floor, and um, your assistants lower the Borg body onto the table. We should have just dragged her and then just like have it rise up under her. That would have been smarter. That's kind of the idea, is that it rises up out of the floor, and because she's stunned, the two doctors that are part of your team, or the nurses, physicians, assistants, all they have to do is basically lay her back and she's on the table. And then you move in. What would you like to do? Well, let's start the surgery to deborgify her. Get okay. The this is, um, what do they call those, Baz, when it takes more than one role to do? It's an extended task. You have a small extended task here, um, which means you need to get a total of, I'm going to say, 
12 successes. Does that sound, Baz, um, like a moderately difficult extended task? Sounds um, a bit much. Let's, let's put it back to nine. Okay, That's let's call about, it nine. say, three, three, at least a minimum of three checks. Right on. Um, so you have a uh, you have a Borg in front of you, and your reason and medicine is fifteen. You have prosthetics and cybernetics as a focus, which gives you the expanded critical range of four, and you have two dice as per um, as per normal to begin your surgery to remove the. Uh, the first thing you have to remove is the connection to the collective because the fields that she's in right now, they will last, but you're probably about to see more Borg being beamed in here. You've got to get this done. Go ahead and roll uh, 14 is your target number, 4 is your critical range. I think you just said 15. Ah, 15, sorry, yes. Okay, I just gotta remember. Will we ship assist on this as well? Yes, and you know what? I'll roll a die. Thank you for that, Duncan. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, the um, the reliant can assist you. You already have one success because of the reliant. All right, and you said I have a focus that matches, so it goes down to. Your critical range becomes four instead of one. Okay, and that just goes right after the 15, right? Yep. Okay, I'm just trying to remember the command. Sorry. Okay, and let's go. One success. You've completed two successes of your extended task. You see um, the rest of the medical teams of... Um, they're ready. Um... You have proven to be a, if not necessarily uh, inspiring, you have proven to be uh, what what would I what would they call what, how would you say it? You've proven to be an example to them about how to be ready, and you can see that with um uh, that with the fact that uh, Doctor Three also has some command abilities. Um, her team is ready for the next uh, for the next board to be transported in. Um, this is going to go well. You're feeling good about it, Eli. As we shift to the bridge, and Kaplan Waitley, um, you've been focused quite a bit on what's going on for the away team. You're like, oh man, oh man, oh man, and you can't shut out the voices. Um, that's something that, you know, that's the negative of how powerful your powers are. You cannot shut out the voices sometimes. And so right now, I need you to make a presence. Uh, what have we been using for your I detect something role? Oh, that's a good question. I can't remember now. Uh, uh, insight presence. Insight, um, sorry, command. Yeah, let's go insight command. For you, that's a 15 target number. So that's not a bad target number. Two successes. You needed both of them. 
um, to get all of the information. You only needed one of them to get some, but you got both. That doesn't build any momentum, but you'll be okay with it not building momentum. In the midst of um, like realizing that all of you know that that so many of those Org feelings and like minds that you feel over there, um, you feel some of them fighting against what's happening to them, like deep in their minds. Um, they're Starfleet officers. They've been assimilated. They're not. Their their minds aren't fully, uh, you know, accepting everything yet. And in the midst of all of that, um, you get a sense of someone watching. And then someone scanning, and then you get a sense of uh, a very clear sense of someone hunting you. And then you hear an order in your mind before that person gives the order in the world. You hear, oh, you have them? Target all weapons. What do you do? I am going to had try you, to... Had you, just, so you know, just so you know, had you not gotten the second success, you would have felt all of that, but you wouldn't have heard the order in, in his mind before he gives it. So you have them target all weapons. I am going to try to focus on where that person is. Not on the Texas. They're, um, they're happy they can hide, and they are in space behind you. Okay. I, uh... You don't, know, you, don't, you don't get a sense of what they're on or anything like that, but they are in space in a position that's behind you. Rolls on the bridge with me again. Captain Graves, uh, Ensign Moon at uh, the piloting station, the Klingon unnamed officer that uh, someday maybe Mike will come and play, um, and a red shirt at Tactical. Okay. I, uh, I turn my attention to Graves and very softly say, sir, we are being targeted by the Klingons. Uh, and our, sh our, we're basically, we're still in low power mode. So what we need to do right now, I say we are being targeted from the flank by the Klingons. And okay. So I need to think about this for a second because we're in low power mode. There's, yes, uh, you are. There's a spear next to us. Our shields are down. Basically at this point, it's, uh, boom shields up. That will, bring red alert. Power, that will bring all of your power online going to red alert. It's what you have to do. Yes. I mean, there's no, <laughs> doubt. there's no doubt, but it will make you uh, instantly visible to the Borg that you had so far successfully hidden from. The person at Tactical, um, you, what, what order do you give him? Okay, so let's see. There is... A... There is a plan for what to do if things went really sideways. So how close are we to the Texas? Uh, your shuttle made it there. So you're, you know, you're within 10 kilometers of the Texas or within like 50. I mean, you're, you're close enough that you could get there. Like, you know, I, I snapped my fingers and you could be there. 
Um, okay. For the sake, of, so, for the sake uh, of storytelling, if you don't like use full power to get there, it'll take you a little longer. So uh, I want what I want us to do right now, because even if we start getting shot, we are going to the the, the Borg are going to notice us. But I'm going to mm -hmm. bank on something. So red alert, tactical, bring us uh, to directly over the Texas. Hey, you say red alert, and um, you see the, uh, the the unnamed officer at tactical just slide his hand across the tactical. The red alert clacks in sound. Um, glancing over your shoulder, you can see on the um, uh, not not the MSD, but on the the uh, um, display behind the tactical station, you can see the shield spin up around your ship. And at the pretty much at the same time, um, Ensign Moon is like, "I, sir," and he just punches it. And I need to make a roll. Um, yes. Mm -hmm. How how do you roll a ship firing? I'm assuming it's just still the same, two d twenty, right? With uh, with a target yeah, so number. How many? Like how many successes does this Klingon need? The Klingon will need two successes. It's the skills of whoever is firing the weapons plus a roll of the ship. That's uh, the roll of Yeah. All right. There's the guy firing the weapons. And Ooh. it's uh, weapons security for the ship, whatever. Mm. Um, then um, one for their ship as they decoke. I did that wrong. What did I do? Oh, I put a roll in there. <laughs> hey, they got three successes. As um, as Moon says, "I sir," and punches it. As the Reliant begins to move, um, he when I when I say he punches it, he sets you guys right to um, right to full essentially, and. The problem, the problem occurs that when, um, as soon as you start to go to, uh, as soon as you start to move, this Klingon bird of prey, um, this beautiful, like, bird-like ship, um, this, you guys know what a bird of prey looks like. They're awesome. I love them. They're one of my favorite ships ever in Star Trek. Um, decloaks in those green cannon shots, just rip into um rip into your rear shields and your ship rocks as it um as it achieves its speed and um the officer at tactical says captain our shields are not going to take any more of that like he suddenly is worried he like almost stutters it out captain our shields are not going to take any more of that get um, us right Get us over the um, uh, Texas and prepare to deploy the docking or the um, the prepare the arms. <laughs> what do we call those? The tactical arms, say, the docking arms. You say prepare to deploy the arms, and you 
even though he's faced away from you, you can almost hear the smile on Moon's face when you say, get ready to deploy the arms. And he's still like, flying. your ship is, remember I, I mentioned that like the whole area is full of debris, of space debris, right? And so he has to like bank and like curve and like zoom through all this debris to get where you want him to be. And while he's doing that, you say, prepare to deploy the space arms. And he just goes, aye, sir. And he presses another button on his console as um, as the Reliant gets right into position above the Texas. The, uh, the bird of prey is bearing down on you. What would you like to do, people on the bridge of the Reliant? There's really only two of you right now that aren't in. Yeah. So the um, so are we? Do we have the arms ready to deploy? And are we above I the Texas? Uh, grab said. on, grab onto the Texas, extend our warp field, and uh, get us out of here at maximum or maximum possible warp. What I can. Now we get to make his very first roll of the game. This NPC, Ensign Moon. Does someone else want to roll it? If you'd like to, you know, um, I'll, I'll be happy to let you. All right, that's a that's a no. So here we go, Ensign Moon. Oh, I keep putting a roll in there. What's wrong with me? I'm used to my D and D bot. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> he um he manages to slow a little bit and um as you slow the officer tactical goes sir the uh sir the sphere is changing course it's coming right for us and the klingons are also coming right for you and he uh you slow down a little bit over the texas and only because he, you can see it on the screen and, you know, it looks cool in my mind. The, the Reliant out of the sides of the, uh, out of the sides of the saucer section, these two large industrial gripping arms grab a hold of the, um, uh, grab a hold of the neck and part of the saucer section of the Texas. And the two successes, he pushes it and he breaks the laws of physics and he extends the warp field and does a short warp burst and the Reliant shoots into the warp corridor. Meanwhile, um, do you want to do, before we leave the bridge, is there anything you'd like to add in there, uh, Chaplain Waitley? No. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Um, then we, uh, meanwhile, on the engineering deck of the USS Texas, Kara is surrounded by Borg. Um, Genic, uh, Genic has just fired his rifle. Um, Bryce, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you what the NPC's action is first before Rick and um, Quentin and Kendra decide what they'd like to do. Bryce looks to Kendra and he says, lethal or not? Not. 
drops his phaser rifle, letting the sling hold on his shoulder. So it's still hanging at the side. And he goes in at the one that Kendra, like, like it was scary. It was really scary for a moment because this Borg had like assimilation tendrils coming out of its fingers as it was like moving like down to grab you. And that's, that's gotta be terrifying. You know, in my mind, you're like, ah, you know, with this Borg about to assimilate you. And from behind you, I have to make his role now. So it's, um, you said it's daring, Baz? Uh, uh, yes. Um, daring uh, security. From the way, okay. there, there, there would be uh, instructions on, on what kind of attack it is for the Borg. But uh, I know. Well, it's not the Borg. This is some. This is... This is uh this is good for Kara, actually. Um, we hope. Uh-huh. That's good for Kara. Because right from behind you, Bryce and the rest of you see him move with inhuman speed. Um, you know, he's data. Um he's not the flash, but he is he is is more than human, you know, um, more human than human. Um, and <laughs> he is next to and in front of Kara in a moment, and the Borg that was about to assimilate you is up off of the ground, one hand around its neck and the other hand keeping that arm up in the air. What does Dick do? Can I do a quick reaction as a yell? Yeah, sure. If anybody's got any ace cards, now's the time. Uh-uh. <laughs> Rick's going to try and swing uh, one of the, the responders on one of the recent um, Fed um, converted Borg. Okay. That is um, what... what, what it's not daring. It's um. And that would be control as its range. That would be so. It's a control security, and I really doubt Rick has any. Um, like I throw things. Uh, yeah. I mean... um, nope. You know what? Holy crap! You have a focus that applies. Transporters. Okay. Apply. Uh, so uh, I think it's four. Uh, for security. Um, yep, 11 and 4, uh, so it's 15 and 4 is your critical range. I'm, I'm going to spend a momentum just because. Okay. Have an extra guy there. And I'm rolling. Four successes. Two. two momentum. Oh, man. Um, And you build two momentum, bringing the group to four. The, uh, the, the transport uh, what, what what are we calling them? The um, transporter tag. Yeah. Sure, let's call it. Yeah, I like that. The transporter tag just spins through the air a little bit, and the magnet. As soon as it gets close to where you were throwing it, the magnet uh, engages and see it clamp onto the the Borg who looks down. The lights on it flash green, and. It disappears in a uh, it disappears in a transporter uh, in a transporter you know beam. Uh, Quentin, what would you like to do? Was that the one Bryce was holding? No. 
so right around us right now, there are still 11 Borg. Yes. One of them is, there are 11, and one of them is being uh, held by Bryce. I am going to target the closest Borg to me with a transporter tag and hope the gods of uh, (laughs) RNG are with me. Hope that your throwing arm uh, is not what it was in the academy and, in fact, is better. So um, it is a control security. Your target number is 13. Oh, man, you don't build it. You guys are rolling like crazy tonight. <laughs> you don't build any momentum, but another one of those Borg that still has the Starfleet uniform on it, uh, transporter tag hits it, it flashes green, uh, the transport beam grabs it. Uh, finally, we get to Kendra. What is your action here? Okay, I kind of slide forward and kind of just throw stick a transporter tag on the Borg that is dangling in the air. And I have an out of question, out of character question too. Okay, go ahead. My out of character question is, does strong paw give me a uh, minus one difficulty if they try and assimilate me? Yes. Okay. That's a good question, and my instant answer is like, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, It is a daring security check. Um, Let me look at the character. I mean, I I assume you guys probably have your character sheets too, but it's daring and security, target number of 12, and combat and tactical strategies is a very good strategy to be going after the one that um, that Bryce currently has immobilized for a moment. Um, you have uh, one extra die because if the extra die, go ahead and roll it, is also a success, and um, uh, and you will build a momentum. Roll one more die. Uh, exclamation mark before that. Yay for technicals. You build a momentum. You guys are now at five momentum. Wow. And the transporter tag, it's the one that Bryce is holding. And it flashes green, and then it flashes green again, and then it flashes green again, and then the transporter beam takes it. You see that they have started to adapt to the transporter tags. Back to the top of the round, as it were. Um, Kara and Jenik, what would you two like to do? Either one of you jump in, go first. Um, all right. Do you, want, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You go first. I don't have a rifle anymore, and apparently they're adapting to my idea. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, Jenna's going to try and toss one of his uh, um, transport attacks. Go ahead. Um, we have another 
airing security check and there's a good chance for a security officer that one of your focuses applies. Is that control security or daring security? Air, uh, no, yours is control because you're throwing it. Okay. I don't think there's any exact, my focus exactly applied to this. Athletics. That totally applies. Okay. Ooh. That's me literally dropping my pen on my table <laughs> saying, can you guys stop rolling uh, amazing <laughs> successes, please? Well, Panic's got a lot of failure to get dig himself out of. <laughs> that transporter tag... It's uh, one of the actual um, Borg Borg. It doesn't have a Starfleet uniform on or anything. And when the uh, when the tag hits it, it's slower even than Kendra's was. It's like a green flash, a green. It's four green flashes before the transporter beam starts to take it. You know, before the transporter beam starts to, um, you know, discorporate it in front of you guys. And it looks like even the transporter beam takes a little bit longer. What'd you like to do, Kara? Eight Borg left. Janet just comments, stating the obvious. Sir, I think they're adapting. Someone yeah, has no. to. <laughs> yeah, no shit, trigger hands. Kara grabs the back of Bryce's uniform and hauls him and herself back towards the rest of the group. <laughs> Bryce is very heavy. Yeah, well, I don't have any good weapons. They're adapting to my only strategy, and me and Bryce are out in the oh, middle of as, nowhere. As you start to pull him back, um, at first, it's like he doesn't quite, and he doesn't quite like, un, like. He thinks he's in a good spot, and then he realizes that you're not, and you getting back to the group, basically you have a bodyguard right in front of you. Anything that wants to get to you has to get through him. Yeah, but I still can't do anything, oh. so if he's not going to go, I'm still going to retreat. You get well, He's retreating with you, and you get back to where you set your rifle down, and you're back with the group. Tear, what do you do? Yeah, that's what, like, I'm imagining this fight happening in that pit, like, the warp core picture that you just shared. You know, it's like, this sounds so cool. <laughs> Except, of course, um, the warp core would be much more sickly and unstable looking than that one. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, um, I, I sort of want to, want to steal uh, Quentin's thunder, but I won't. Uh, I will just pick up my favor and shoot um one of the borg borg there's a control security check yeah i might as well grab another momentum uh, use another momentum um let's do it um uh no that's uh i have phases so that that is four successes because i forgot to put in Stuff, but four successes on my phasering. Zap, zap, zap! Board falls over back into the um, 
and and you gain back the momentum. You guys are still at full. Um, zap, zap! It gets hit with the phaser that it is not yet adapted uh, adapted to, and uh, he falls back into the corridor. Uh, Quentin, what do you do? Guys are leaving me speechless with these roles. Like seriously, everybody listening, it's it's like except for that one complication, they've been. Oh, this is this is so bad for the enemies. <laughs> I'm. Well, going this is the reversal of what happened last episode. Right, <laughs> Quentin. Gonna fall back a little bit. Um. So what is the distribution of Borg right now? Do how how are we looking as far as long term Borg versus recently assimilated? There is only one recently assimilated Starfleet crew member left among them. All right, that leaves seven Borg standing. Eight. Eight. Four of them have already made no seven because uh of the shot Rick here just made. Um, uh, four of them have already entered engineering, and the other three are right at the doorway. Your idea of shooting the um, uh, the plasma conduit has to happen now, or it won't work. What is the status of all of our uh, party? Are we all still in full environmental suits? Yes, you are. And thanks to Carr, we're all back in the same place. Yep. So three are still on the other side of a doorway, huh? Mm-hmm. Is that doorway, is that doorway at all? Act, is that is that door mechanism at all active? Uh, no. Well, okay. it, it probably is, um, but they have it open right now. Essentially, you have a shot at the plasma distribution matrix right now um, that would catch probably at least five of them if you wait. They're all going to be in the room, and that shot won't catch any of them. I yell at Kendra to get her to toss me one of her uh, grenades. You throw I it? I toss him the grenade. Okay, what do you do? Got a grenade in hand. Uh, roll for initiative. <laughs> Baz, I think what we're past you? that. As what is the role for uh, rolling a grenade into the into the enemy? Uh, I I don't remember, but uh, I think it would be probably control security. Yeah, let's go with control security. Thirteen is your target number. Remember, you guys are at full momentum. Uh, grab another die if you want it. Well, I need is the die. Everybody, the surgery. Say, is there anybody polling? Yes, no. Um, up to you. I'll burn one. Boom. All three dice. Hey, you got it back. Nice. There you go. <laughs> you got it back, and, you know, if you could have seven, you would. Um, you blast plasma conduit that's next to the door and um reminiscent of the scene from what was it nemesis yes it was nemesis where all of the green yeah, plasma comes. um i was rolling one of the 
that the static Borg stun. Oh, grenade. sorry, sorry, sorry. You rolled as, mu- as, mu- as much as 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 I'd want to turn them into uh, organic uh, goo. Um, <laughs> There's still a Starfleet officer in there. Yeah. Um, you roll the grenade across the floor, and you put just enough. Um, you basically put just enough strength behind it that it rolls right into the center of the group and explodes. And what it, the way that it looks when it explodes is a little, for all of you who've never, you know, because none of you have ever actually used or seen a board static grenade, um, there is this popping blue, kind of like more like a turquoise color flash that almost looks like um, 4th of July sparklers, and it explodes in the uh, 10-foot area, the the area surrounding all of those Borg, and the effect is is instantaneous. Um, All of them pause. Like, the last thing that they get out, and it's going to be Kendra's turn next, their turn was going to be doing something in addition to saying this, but the uh, last thing that they say before this static grenade explodes in the middle of them, all se- all seven that are left entering into the room in unison say, any of them will do, and then the, then the grenade explodes, and they instantly all stop in their tracks for a moment. What do you do, Kendra? I say put the magic man to work. Hopefully they can't resist the tags while they're uncon well, stunned. What whatever they are. I'd say um we I, I how many tags I have I have six tags left. Yep. Okay. I tag how many are down? How many of the down? all of them there are yeah all seven of them are kind of like it's almost like um they just stop and there's like a moment where they just completely freeze and pause okay i like run and frantically throw tags at each of them and yell for bryce to get the other one yell for bryce to get the other one as you run forward and you just it's this is a gimme um you, they are they are unable to uh fight back essentially they're unable to resist what you're trying to do for like a moment and um Bryce follows you in and you can see that he's got more than one tag it, he's got at least one in each hand it looks like two and you hit one he hits one you hit one the first one he goes for is the guy with the starfleet uniform um, but he also manages to just like pop two others in the time that it makes you have to do less. You don't have to do six of you know six of them in that like brief moment before they start moving again. And as all of your transporter tags, you know, they basically all right about the same time. And there's a moment of, is it going to work as those badges start to flash and the flashing green color comes not, not, it doesn't, it, it doesn't extend in the same way. There's not a lot of flashes of green. It's not like there's multiple times the, the transporter picks up the tag right away. It's just a slow 
rising color until it hits the green but it's you know that that indicates it's active and all seven of the borg transport away meanwhile eli make your second uh role for uh your extended task i would advise go ahead and use some of that momentum that you guys have because in the cargo bay you hear multiple transporter sounds and you see the other teams getting to work they are getting to work i mean i i've said like uh i'm I'm not like a crap i'm sorry just need a second i said that eli's probably listening to music while doing this okay but but maybe you don't hear them but you do see the flashes in the other containment cells of uh, more Borg, and there's there's even another one that is contained now, transported into the corner of the one you're in, and it is uh, the security officer has his phaser ready and um, is you know looking at it. Um, you have now the you now have um, Paul of Borg, who is your former commanding officer, um, who you're working on, and another Borg ready to you know that need the same the same deal. <laughs> so you I would advise using some of the momentum here. All right, so do I just add another die on to, Should I also add on the ship die too or do you want to do the ship die? Uh you can go ahead and uh roll the ship die. Its number okay, is 14. So number is 14 to assist you. All so. right, so I'll do that after but right. Okay, and so do I, do, I do I just add that on with moment? You roll 3 dice instead of 2. All right, rolling three dice. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Can Uh-oh. I use more momentum to, to mitigate no, that? But there, how, how can we negate a complication, Baz? So yeah, he can spend two momentum or use the determination to re-roll. Uh, either, to either, of those, either of those would be a very good idea. Where's my determination? Do I have? Remember, you have to have a value that fits before you can use determination. Yeah, you have to have a value that fits, and um, if you do, you can use a determination to re-roll. But I think I have one. If you can't come up with it, I do have a suggestion. I mean, look through my my values, Q. Do you think any of them fit? I do. No, I'm sorry. No, um, I do. I figure that like he could probably maybe rush himself and hurt himself. You know, we endure hardships so that others don't have to. Oh, it would have come at an extra cost, oh, but it's not only and that. Like I'm empathetic. No, 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 no. I, I got it. I got it. I totally got it. As it's a complication, boy, are you going to have the hard moral choice this game, Eli? Oh no. Here's the thing. As soon as you get in there, you realize that um, now. Now, don't don't uh, neglect the fact that you did get one success toward your extended task. You still got that. You know that's that's. But the complication is, as soon as you get in there to start disconnecting the the thing that connects her to the Borg um, the Borg hive mind, you realize. Um, that, uh, how best to put it, um, 
You do, do you remember how Dr. Three said um, these words flash through your mind? But, but isn't it a lot of pain? I don't remember it. I'm not doing if, that for the soul if fucking... If you don't, if you don't, her, uh, the complication is if you don't, her connection to the hive mind is going to activate. And you think... No, Let's you're use the momentum to... Yes, if everybody's cool with you throwing two momentum. I, uh, I think everybody is a safe space. <laughs> no, I am strongly in favor of using Dr. Three's method here. I'm not. It's a moral choice. Um, yeah, but you, you were asking if everybody agrees, so I'm just going on the record that I don't. Also, keep in mind, I'm an empath. I could feel that pain, too, so... Yes. We yeah. endure yes. hardship so others don't have to. That's exactly... Yeah, but that's only thing. if I fucking hurt myself. That's, um, and you will well, be. Well, and you will be hurting yourself if you have to do this. I mean, I'm already... I'm already empathetic. It will, near allow, it will allow you to re-roll. Choose your we pain. Could all, we could all die, though. If no, that's when I get back to the bridge. Connection. That's when I get back to the bridge. That's when the you all die part might, you know, start happening. Anyway, um, do you want to use your determination and spend your determination? I believe that lets you re-roll one die. Am I right, Baz? Determination allows you to re-roll as many as you want, whereas momentum only allows you to re-roll. So in this case, you could re-roll two dice, and here, let me tell you what the ship gave you, because we um, actually don't have that in there. The ship has given you one. So you, you actually oh, yeah, have earned... You want to re-roll those two dice? Go ahead. You use it to turn... You, this is this is what I was saying was save your determinations for this later part of the adventure. Son of a bitch, I'll do it. Reroll, uh, you may roll two d twenty. Same crit range, same com, same uh, target range. I swear, if this is for nothing, though, it'll, it'll suck if it's for nothing. That's fifteen four. Up, it's fifteen four. Kara, if this is for nothing, I'm going to I'm gonna. I'm going to be very angry. I'm going to, I'm going to be missed. Hey, I already told you not <laughs> to do this. Two successes. So what happens is you see it happening. Um, and that's two more successes so that you, all, you now have one, two, three, four, five, six successes on your extended task. You only need three more. Um, uh, yeah, that was really nerve wracking. I loved running that scene. What happens is you see it about to happen. She possibly, she's a stronger level drone than you've studied about. She certainly is put together in a more tactical way than, and with some higher tech than the one that you autopsied. Um, she's a tactical drone, obviously. <laughs> um, and you see it, um, you see it about to happen and you're like, wait a second, I can do what Dr. Three, like for a moment, you're like, oh, this is going to hurt her so bad. And then you realize if you do, you, you realize a way to shut the, 
won't be able to remove it until later in the surgery as you need three more successes. But what you can do is you can basically cut and shunt the power off of it so that it doesn't reactivate. But you have to put it to a different system. What system would you like to put it to? The options. What systems can I put it to? Body. What do you want? Where do you want to send the power? Um. <laughs> oh. Well, legs. Legs are replaceable. That's that's true. Her head couldn't do much. I would say put it to the head. What's she gonna do? Yell at you? Leg, arm, uh, torso, head. What do you want to do? I like how Bass is like, not arm, not arm. The toes. You um, shunt the power through her systems down to as extreme, down to her extremities. And at the same moment, you probably do a little bit of a, like, because, I mean, maybe not because you know what you just did, but her toes and her fingers all move at the same time and you have scored six successes on the nine that you need um and Wait, uh, okay so you need three okay, more successes trip, then two, three. yeah i know i'm just counting how many i have you have six by my count so far and um you look over i'm just gonna make uh two rolls one is really good. And that's one for what that person needs to do, and this one is... Don't I have a team with me? Why am I the only one doing this? Why do you think I'm making more rolls, bro? Oh, okay, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> I was like, why do you think I'm making more rolls? I was like, why didn't they, I, why didn't they roll the first time, too? I was, I was the only one. Because I guess they just rushed in there and did it. Like, um, Okay, so... The, uh, attending, um, the attending doctors with you, um, there are three of you in there, um, as soon as the fingers and toes move, they're like, oh no, and you see it, like one of them even goes, oh no, and they go right in, and they're like, tick, 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 like right into her power systems, and they're like, we've got to get this out of her chest, and it is, that's, oh, and they're 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 working on doing um a removal of the cybernetics that have been planted into her chest uh like right in her sternum there's this huge cybernetic piece that they're pulling out um your team is doing a great your team is doing a great job and you have a security officer that seems to know what he is doing because he is he is ready or uh, for that next board. He is ready to drop the field around that next board so you guys can get to work. He'll stun it, and you'll put it on the table, and you get to work on the next one. He's ready for that. Um, oh, we, so, we saved Space Mom? What's that? We saved Space Mom? You have saved Space Mom. Okay. And Space Mom, the saving Space Mom comes when you pull this long, I mean... It was, it, it, it's kind of a small little device. You've seen one before, uh, implanted near the base of the skull, and it has wires 
that nearly ran the length of the spine. And that's the communication device. Um, she still has implants, but you have done what is needed to pull her away from the board. Um, I'll fix her up uh, later when there's no, you know, all, that's, that's the idea of this, of what was done to the cargo bay. To do what you just did and the attending team helping in whatever way they can. Um, so you have disconnected her from the collective um, with no pain. And you see, as you're finishing, you see the attending team successfully bringing that cybernetic plate and implant out of her chest and putting, uh, beginning trauma to, you know, because it's going to bleed um, badly when they remove this. And so um, one of them says, permission for sickbay now, sir? Or she taps the comp badge. Call, he's like, um, uh, give him a name. Uh, Flanagan to transporter control. I've got me and one for sick bay. And uh, he and so oh, put that down in your notes, Eli. One of your uh, doctor people, or you can make him a nurse, a doctor, a physician's assistant, whatever you want. His last name is Flanagan. Um, I'm writing it down so I can add it to the drive later. But, um, um, nurse, I guess. I want. You, I, before the nurse goes, I want to tell them that I want to operate personally to, to get them back to you know normal. Well, as as he transports to the sick bay, um, the security guard drops. You know, he 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 hits the control to drop the field, stuns the Borg, and helps lay it down on the table. And your next, uh, the next thing of what you're doing um, has to, you know, will begin. Meanwhile, up on the bridge, Marcus and Waitley, um, the Reliant cuts out of the warp corridor. Do you remember when Tara did that, like, warp one jump above uh above the planet to put her to put the ship into orbit so or to put the ship into low orbit so you could pick up the away team and zoom away that's what moon just did he grabbed the texas and extended the warp field and hit a low power warp jump that places you in the quadrant outside of Karat sector, and you can from this distance. There's an odd thing that you didn't really see going in because it's not something you would have looked for until you were in there. Not something you would have even thought of while you were in there. It was almost just background noise on the view screen. There are little green lights and things popping around inside of that uh, inside of that system. The Texas is underneath you, gripped by these claws, and the Reliant doesn't come to a full stop, but uh, he does come down to maneuvering thrusters. And the tactical officer says, "Captain, I've got shields back online." Excellent, excellent. Uh, we have active scanners, correct? Absolutely. Uh, can you lock onto the 47 crew members on the um, uh, Texas that haven't been assimilated? I can try. And he goes to work. Um, let me make a roll for red shirt security guy. And he, from his station, do what is necessary. It's one success. He's like, um, 
I can lock on to the away team or the crew members in the bottom of the ship, sir. Crew members, our away team has transport attacks. Damn, and he, um, you, he, you know, uh, he's, he's been nameless so far. Um, he is uh, an individual that has small pointed ears, um, but mo- looks human aside from that. Like, um, instead of like having full Vulcan pointed ears, his are just small, right? Um, yes, we can act absolutely add to the ship role too. That's right. Um, I, I, I forget that. I'm glad you guys remind me here. So the ship has better numbers. Oh my God. <laughs> Not one for the ship. Yeah, uh, Nat one for the ship. <laughs> yeah, like, you really totally remind me of those things because I'll forget them, right? <laughs> um, and, uh, wow. Yeah, you're in really good position. Um, active sensors, uh, uh, instead of saying, I can only get one, and you only ask him, can you target the 47 crew members? He says, I can grab the crew members and our away team, sir. Uh, grab the crew members and open a channel to the away team. And he, uh, uh, at his station, he says, um, Virik is his name. Um, he has just been named. He's a minor security officer, a red shirt. Um, he says, Virik, the transporter, here, incoming coordinates, and um, you have an open, and he says, channels open, sir. Uh, Graves to away team. We are tar- beaming the 47 crew members aboard. We've been attacked by Klingon Bird of Prey. Uh, can you do anything more down there? We can get our shuttle out. Is the shuttle important? Absolutely. I was about to say, you just realized who you just asked. Um, Of course she says the shuttle is important. (laughs) This is the new one, Captain. It has the blast shield. (laughs) All right, leave it at that. That's perfect. It's the new one with the blast shield. We can try and tag a few more Borg, but I don't know how successful we'll be at this point. Are they adapting? You say, are they adapting? And from uh, someone breaks into the channel. Faster than we like. Someone breaks into the channel and says, Captain, they're adapting to the medical procedures. All right, right. we probably can't save any more of the crew members down there. So uh, salvage anything you can, but if... It's just a shuttle. If we need to leave it, let's leave it and potentially detonate it as well, if need be. You can hear the sadness in Kara's voice, but she obeys without question. Aye, Captain. Moon turns his head over his shoulder and he says, Captain, if we're not move, if we're not pulling any fancy maneuvers for the next five minutes, permission to leave the bridge? Granted. And it looks like he has an idea. He runs to the turbo lift. Oakley, where are you on the ship? He's on the bridge. He is on the bridge? Yeah, he's on the bridge with us. I didn't know Oakley was on the bridge. Yeah, Lieutenant Tardigrade's the one who's not here. Okay, Oakley, are you on the bridge? At the secondary piloting position? All right, you're observing the MSD. So he doesn't—he doesn't ask for permission to leave the bridge. He says, "Captain, I've got an idea." Granted. Oakley. 
That's your name, right? Beep. And he has like a smile, and there's a beep that comes from the, uh, there's a beep that comes from the exocomp. He goes, you know what I'm thinking? I need somebody to get that shuttle home. Can you do it? A big smiley face appears on the front of Oakley's, um, uh, Oakley's mo- like he has this little monitor in the front, and he uh, uh, this smiley face appears. Um, and uh, Oakley, he says, "You've got to get that shuttle home." What do you, what you go ahead and type into chat what you would like Oakley to do? You could tell from the tone of his voice he wants Oakley to drop through space into the Texas uh, landing bay and fly that shuttle home. That's exactly what he was thinking. There's no like, um, I'm going to say there's like, there's no way to misinterpret what his thought was because you're so close to the Texas now. It's held right beneath you. All Oakley would have to do is drop out a hatch, um, use his little thrusters to push himself down to the Texas, go into the bay and get the shuttle home. Would you like to do that? Boom. Um, we don't really have stats for Oakley, but just roll 2D20 in the chat for us. Actually, as, Oakley put it, some stats on the cheat sheet. Sounds great. Um, so I, I don't have the cheat sheet open right now. So just, you know, go with the, the whatever Baz tells us are the right stats. As the camera follows Oakley um, zooming through the halls, passing a couple of uh, passing a couple of members of the crew as as they go and um, basically popping out. Uh, thank you. That way I can just click it open. Um, Oakley, Oakley, Oakley. I'm going to say that this is a daring and... Con, as it would have to be navigation anyway. Yeah. Daring and con. I like it. For you, Oakley, that is a target number of... 14. 14. And this isn't really a fun thing unless Oakley, like, really thinks it's fun. So you have two dice with a target number of 14. Thanks for linking the cheat sheet to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, love my, I love our Electro Cops so much. Yeah. So, um, so the uh, the camera follows Oakley as he drops out into space. Um, on the it, it cuts momentarily to the bridge to um, Virick saying, "Away team, we are bringing you home now." As if he's just made that decision. Um, he didn't get an order for that, Marcus. Do you say anything? Nope. Nope. Uh, he goes, "Oh, and all of all of your com badges." Uh, with we are bringing you home now and transporter beams uh, transporter beams fall over all six of you Um, Oakley and then we're back to seeing as you guys are like transported off of the Texas the camera like follows the beam up like it's going to take us up to the Reliant and instead we see Oakley using his thrusters to fly maybe does a barrel roll or two as he's going down and flies into the um 
it flies right into the landing bay where the shuttle is the shuttle is down um flies up to it uh flashes like the something like a light comes out of the front of him and he like flashes open the uh, um the shuttle and um all you have to do literally is just undock by by uh and and yeah there's all there's like um some beeps going on here and some you know doot doot and beep beep and um we we and, and oakley just kind of unclamps the magnetic clamps and shuttle kind of just drifts back out the the back of the texas uh you know shuttle bay essentially and uh begins to fly up to take uh you know to to dock back with the to dock back with reliant however this is something um let's see yes i figured out how to do messages keeping a private message talk amongst yourselves <laughs> uh oh who's getting the private message Subterfuge. Going to Kara, listening to disco. Kara appears on the transporter pad along with the rest of the team. She looks up, takes a moment, unclenches her fists, sighs, and goes to rack her phaser rifle. While she does this, she very pointedly does not look at Jenik. Uh, Rick Genic. sort of just <laughs> releases a heavy, heavy sigh um, and just sort of slumps a bit and just has gets a few big heavy breaths uh, hey, before standing pride. back up to his full full height again. You guys look um, good. I hug my wife. Thank There's, you, um, Permission to return uh, to the bridge? Someone got a, a private message, I'm going to say. <laughs> this is a great scene. I really like this scene. Um, Ice doesn't have a... doesn't seem to have an emotional reaction to it, um, to what's just happened. Um, but he uh, he puts a hand on Jenik's shoulder and says, I was thinking the same thing. And remember, he's Jenik's, like, immediate, like... Um, Jenik's a security officer. That's the security chief. Um, and he puts a hand on your shoulder and says, don't worry about it. I was thinking the same thing. And he racks his gun. Kara, when Bryce comes over to rack her gun, just very quietly looks at him and says, thank you. You're welcome. I don't like seeing people die. <laughs> and, then, and then he racks his tricorder. <laughs> Uh, we should. Yeah, uh, all kind of eye contact of everyone. I know. I love it. This is that's a really at. Um, I went 15 minutes past our normal um, take a break time because that scene. There were a couple of scenes happening here that were really good, and now with everybody back on the ship, we're going to go ahead and take um, is a five minute break. Welcome back. Um, a group of heroes still has six momentum that they can use in the back half of this adventure. I have saved all of my threat. I don't know if any of them realized that I saved all of my threat. I realized it. 
this adventure. <laughs> um, and um, we come up from our one commercial break, as it were, on the bridge of a ship that is not the Reliant. Here's a small bridge. Um, it looks like the Defiant, one of those bridges where everyone is just like, um, the whole bridge seems to like angle forward and like have like the bridge itself invokes like an attack, um, ship. This is an escort. Um, there are fires burning on the consoles. There are um, there are sparks coming from the consoles. One officer is on the ground with a burned face. Uh, a person right behind the captain's chair, who is an Andorian, um, looks wounded, is holding, its, is holding his uh, right arm um, close to his body and working his console as best he can with one hand. And sitting in the captain's chair, there is a muscular kind of heavy set guy. Um, he's human. He's got short cropped hair and uh, a beard that looks like he wants to grow a beard. And sometimes he shaves it because he feels like he doesn't. It's one of those starts to grow a beard and then he's like nah and then he starts to grow a beard and then he's like nah so it, it's one of those beards that's not quite a full beard and the andorian at the tactical station behind the captain's chair says two ships in range sir only two the appalachia and the reliant is just outside the system and in an australian accent the uh I can't do an Australian accent. Maybe Baz can give us the voice after I tell you what he says. He says, Appalachia, he says, Appalachia is a small frigate class. And the inf send the information reliant, Graves eyes only until he reads it. Go ahead and give us that line in some kind of Australian accent, Baz. <laughs> Graves eyes only until he reads it. Right on. Um, and uh, then it cuts to the outside where we see the ship is not listing. The ship is still very much in the fight, as it were. But two Borg cubes are bearing down on it. And um, USS Basilope puts itself between those cubes and a Federation transport vessel that um, warps away just as the plasma shots, huge plasma beams um, and torpedoes just sit, come from both of the board cubes down on the USS Basilope, and it explodes in a fiery wreck. I told you guys I was going to destroy a ship that you might care about. And um, uh, we cut back to the USS Reliance. Um, everything that just happened has happened. Eli and his team are down in uh, the cargo bay doing the trauma surgery. There are uh, doctors flooding sick. You know, all of your, um, <laughs> all of your, uh, yeah, does, does the captain have any great last words, Baz? Uh does he say crikey, <laughs> like <laughs> you're saying in chat? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, let's just end it with Crocky. That's awesome. It's just seeing, yeah. seeing all this, like, the firing coming, torpedoes, 
uh, disrupt the beams. They're just looking at, at the, um, the, the the main screen and saying, crikey, and a moment later, the whole ship just, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's a great scene. And then we're back on, uh, the like I said, Eli's teams are working overtime. Everybody that was on the away team is starting to move back to some going to the bridge. I don't know uh, where everyone is going, but I think most of you are headed back toward the bridge. Um, and uh, we pick up on Graves and Waitley. And um, Waitley, you just saved the ship. There's no doubt. Um, had you not picked up that Klingon behind you, had had you not um, had you not focused enough uh, once you felt it to hear him give the command in his head, as, you know before he spoke it, those weapons would have hit the rear-facing hull of the Reliant and torn into your engines. Um, you're probably breathing a sigh of relief because that's what the people on that Klingon ship were thinking. Yeah, he's just calmly observing everything, knowing he did what he was supposed to do. (laughs) (laughs) What would you like to do, Graves? Sorry, I was actually watching First Contact. (laughs) 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 Okay, so we're in sickbay? Uh, You can be. You're leaving the bridge to go to sickbay. Um, So we're leaving the bridge to go to sickbay and... um, Are you going to put in charge of the bridge? Oh, Um, okay. Who's on? Klingon um, at ops generally would be the one to sit. Uh, you know, there's no other senior officer on the bridge. He would be the one to sit a watch until one showed up. And he's standing up to do that. He's done it before. Okay. So he are, are going to give him the order. You've got the bridge. Moon's on the ship. Are still at comms, right? Yep. Or the con. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I also tap my combat and just say, just in case, Lieutenant Tardigrade, uh, uh, Tardigrade reports to the bridge. Right on. Virix says, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let him have the console when he gets here. Um, oh, I just kind of want him there just in case. That sounds great. I love that Tardigrade comes onto the bridge. <laughs> I really do. Um, because as the rest of the away team is, you know, arriving or, or in the turbo lifts on their way back to the bridge, we see Graves and Waitley walk into the sick bay. You see at this point there are three um org on operating tables in the sick bay um they still have one of them is um captain cole they still have implants in them and that is what the doctors have begun to work on here uh is the safest removal of the implants that they can um that they you know they can do um this is not the this is not the trauma surgery of making sure that the creatures you brought on board don't contact the collective um that's happening in the um that's happening in the cargo bay you walk into sick bay and you see um let's say a uh what is the race that uh, why am i why am i blanking um the spiritual race uh helna uh Rigelian, thank you. Um, yep, Rigelian. Um, a Rigelian woman with uh, blonde hair and a bun it seems to be the attending main doctor working on, on Captain Cole. Cole looks unconscious. Is there any possibility of waking her? And, sir, um, I imagine um, she may be in a lot of pain, and I have no idea 
what uh, what will be going on in her mind right now. Uh, just give me a brief conversation before I make a decision. She puts a um, a, a hypo, uh, a cord, yeah, what is a cordrazine hypo up to her neck and like you know and and Cole's eyes open up and uh, you can see that she looks. Um, before anything else, they flash from side to side, looking at what she can, and, and up and down, looking at what she can see of her surroundings. But ship, she hasn't apparently identified any individual people yet. The thing that comes out of her mouth is, what ship? And it sounds like her voice, not Borgified in any way. It's the ship I'm currently commanding. Graves! Hi. Hi there. She she tries to push herself up on her elbows and says, forgive me if I don't get up. And Uh, you can see that she has like a sucking chest wound that has like a huge bandage over it and everything, right? So like she's definitely in a lot of pain, most likely. Forgive me if I don't get up. Uh, that's probably best under the circumstances. So we've got a decision to make, and it's a pretty serious one. We've rescued about, uh, let's see, uh, over 50 or, uh, over 50 crew members from your ship with the board have adapted to both our transporters and our medical procedures. We probably can't get anyone else out. It's the decision. We can either leave the Texas or destroy it. We still have the Texas. Drop it. Drop it now. And her okay. eyes like flutter like 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 it really like suddenly she's terrified and her eyes flutter and it almost looks like she's trying to reconnect to the collective and she's like, blow it, blow it now. Uh and then I just hit my comm badge. Uh tactical, uh lock a full torpedo spread onto the uh Texas and destroy it. Oakley, get back on the bridge. Come up in chat. Oakley gets back on the bridge. Uh oh. Chris Oakley. As everyone else arrives back on the bridge, so does Oakley. Kara moves over to Moon and just claps him on the shoulders. Sorry. I just need to see what Oakley types in before we go too far. Um, Cool. Tardigrade gives a wave. I see that in chat. Um, Okay. Um, as Kendra arrives back on the bridge, the Klingon, of course, just stands up and goes back to the ops console. Um, Jenik comes, uh, Jenik comes up and takes the, uh, you know, takes the auxiliary tactical station next to an officer you've come to know as Virik. He's, uh, he's half Vulcan, half Romulan. Oh, yes. Virik and I have, uh, bonded over our shared multi-heritage. There you go. He is because aren't you half human, half Romulan? Uh, I'm half human, half Romulan. Yeah, and he's half Vulcan, half Romulan. So absolutely, you have probably um, bonded over the fact that you know you're both like we're part Romulan and there we're in the Federation. That's cool. Um, so I like it. Virix even started to get a bit of a character here. So the two of you move back, and Tardigrade takes the tactical console. Um, Kara, you slide back into the. Uh, Actually, Kara doesn't. She doesn't relieve Moon. I can tell you that much. But okay. especially with Oakley freaking out, she does run over to Oakley. 
Hold we on, can hold leave on. that for a minute. So I'm going to tell you guys where Oakley comes in and is freaking out. Um, when you first walk on the bridge, do you want to um, take out, uh, like, he's ready to stand up from his seat. Are you going to take the, the, she- the seat? Kara slaps him on the shoulders and sits him back down. You're doing good, son. Just sit where you are. I'm a little too... She holds up a hand, which is shaking. You, you fly okay. for now. Quentin and Rick move to their bridge stations, and Elenis takes the center seat. At that moment, Oakley comes onto the bridge, flashing and blinking and, like, like almost spinning in place. Oakley's got a... a, 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 a like a uh, picture on the front that is lo- looks like a terrified face. At the same moment, Graves' order comes over. Um, bridge torpedoes on the Texas. Destroy it. And the uh, tardigrade just like boop, 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 like presses the buttons, you know, just like uses his eight arms to press a whole lot of buttons. Um, Viric and um, Genic just, you know, supply. he gets to hit the red button. He absolutely does. And a bunch of torpedoes fly off of the, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, moon releases the arms that you float back a little bit. And all these torpedoes smash into the Texas. And we now have our second ship exploding in a fireball in space. Um, And Oakley is still going crazy in the corner. What does everyone do? They're all on the bridge except for the captain and Waitley. Uh, I think I'm down in cargo bay still, so... Oh, and and Eli, sorry. And Eli in the cargo bay. We're going to get back there, I promise you. Um, Kendra is trying to look stoic, but she's definitely crying. Okay. Um, sit sit down in the center seat, like stoic with uh with like some tears in your eyes. Um, uh, going down the list, Jenik, What do you and um you and Virik just assisted in destroying the USS Texas? Um, and uh, you both have active sensors already up on your consoles, and you both can see an incoming transmission from the USS Basilope, Captain's Eyes Only. I'm going to leave I'm going to leave that Kara you're shaking behind Moon um probably sitting down in the secondary pilot uh area off to his right there. Um no actually you I bet you you would be running over to Oakley. That's what you're saying in the chat, right? Yeah, as soon as uh, he appears and he's obviously freaking yeah. out. And uh Quentin and Rick, what are you doing as uh as Oakley appears and Kara runs over? Uh I I'm going to look at Oakley, notice that he's sort of directing towards the arm control, and just sort of does a sort of, uh, just going to look at, check out the arms in the console, see what, see if um, there's roll anything a, going. Roll, a, roll an eye scan stuff, roll. Uh, reason engineering? Sounds great. Eye scan stuff. Uh, I'm going to use another momentum just to... Okay. Uh, uh, you guys have six of it. Um, I'm going to throw... Uh, is it two threat to increase your uh, uh, computation so, range? Uh, one threat, but you could do it up to like four times. I'm just going to spend two to up, look, up your complication range to 18 or above. 
Okay, so uh, 16 is my target. Mm -hmm. and, okay, there we go. Three successes. No complications. <sighs> that's not even using the ship. <laughs> that's not even using the ship. You uh, you don't need to, so I'm not going to roll it. You uh, spend a momentum and gain it back. Um, and... Uh, you detect on climbing, basically crawling up the arms like an ivy. Org assimilation technology. Oakley's going crazy. Uh, do we have anything then, to uh, Quentin, blow the arms? You, you, you could either pick this up at the same time, or um, you could pick this up and be like, I'm detaching the pods, fuck what anybody says, right? You know, um, what would you like to do here? Okay, I'm going to say, uh, I'm, going to go, I'm going to go and detach the arms, but I'm actually saying... Uh, uh, or your well, moment was... Our moment well, was starting to assimilate the arms. I've got to detach them. Um, Quentin, you know that you can just blow them. All you have to do is blow the anchors. They have uh, stuff on them just for this purpose. You detonate two charges, boom, and the arms fall off of your ship. What do I do? I need a roll for that, or you need to make that your action if you would like to do it. Or you could wait for uh, Rick to uh, hit the, you know, the, the engineering way to do it and detach them without blowing the charges. I hit the space bar and activate the charges. <laughs> I love yeah. that. But the charges on the bottom of, at the base of the arms blow. And these two arms float off into space. And we see now out in space the... Uh, the the green kind of ivy like uh or tech crawling up crawling up. Anyone else on the bridge want to do something? Janet um, immediately recommends that we uh fire two torpedoes and destroy the arms. Andra, you're Go in the center seat. Alright. Opening fire. Eric Nod sends the sends the locations to Tardigrade. Um, you uh, you send the other location Tardigrade fires the torpedoes in the arms. Uh, basically, blow apart in a. It's not quite as beautiful and big a fireball, but there is a you know little fire, two little fireballs, um, and uh, that kind of brings us to the uh like the breathing moment of our scene as um Viric uh Viric looks over to Jenik and says, You're gonna send it to him or am I? Um Tardigrade uh, has Tardigrade has not picked up the uh uh the only Viric and Jenik picked up the uh coded transmission from the Basilope. she'll just inform Kendra as like Sir, uh we're picking up a transmission. Captain's, uh, it, yeah, and Viric adds captain's eyes only. Yeah, captain's eyes only. Um, I'm just going to let you know that after Graves gave that order, he's going to go right back to the bridge. Okay, you walk onto the bridge as um, Enix says, just got a transmission, and Viric adds captain's eyes only. 
and you walk onto the bridge here in captain's eyes only. Uh, hey, are you staying with Cole? Maybe. What was the question? Are you going to stay in sick bay where Captain Cole is still awake? He is basically paying as close attention to her as he can. Okay. Um, she's not freaking out anymore. It's almost like she felt the Texas be destroyed. And, like, you didn't know it happened except for she st- her eyes stopped freaking out and she said, Who's here? She still hasn't been able to really pick up her head much. Um, and the doctor says, uh, yeah, I, I we'll think of a good Rogelian name later. She says her name. Um, the other, uh, the other attending nurse says their name. And do you say anything? He says, uh, I am, sir. So this hurts a lot. And I'm not sure I'm going to be much good except to say that anything I knew about what we were doing in there, which isn't any more than what you probably know, they know now. Keep that in mind. Waitley is going to basically do a deep probe of her mind. His Mm -hmm. primary thing is he wants to know exactly what she did while she was aboard that she can hey. Okay, go ahead. Uh, roll your I do a probe roll. I don't know what we've been using for that. It's probably like presence and... Command. Uh, or inside yeah, presence. Yeah, presence and command is my guess. So for you, sorry, I, I, of course, got the sheets right in front of me. For Waitley, a presence and command check is 10 and 4. So 15, you have psychology, your target number is 15, your critical range is 4 or below. Oh, my. So, I think that was cool. I, so, so here's what happens. Thank you for rolling the one. Um, you guys can stop that at any moment. Nope. Oh, not yeah. No. So anytime you guys want want to stop rolling ones tonight, I'd be totally okay with that. Um, uh, you find out something about Captain Cole that you didn't know before. She knows how to protect her mind, but she's weak. She's hurt right now, and you get in. She tries to stop you. It almost, uh, it's not, she doesn't realize it's you. And it it feels, feels to her like the Borg again. And she's trying to resist it. So you slip inside. What did she do while she was Borg? She assimilated crew and ship. Moving downward to assimilate the entirety of the USS Texas to be brought into the Unimatrix gate they are building. That's I don't you... like the word gate. <laughs> they're they're building a uh, they're building a transwarp gate in this in in the uh, Karat system. And that's what she was assimilating the Texas to be used in that 
uh, in that project. That's what you get, Whaley. Yeah, he uh, he has a, a pad and he just kind of takes notes on everything and uh, he sends it to uh, Graves for his uh, edification. Uh, Regellian looks over at you and says, um, Captain, or she looks over at you and um, not looking down at Cole. She looks over at you and she uh, looks, she says, Captain, it would be best if you let us induce coma until we're done. And Cole says, please. And she hypos another hypo spray into her shoulder neck area and Cole passes back out and the doctor says, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't keep her awake any longer. It's not right. We're fine. He uh, he stands up from where he was sitting and just kind of looks around and he looks at the doctor and says, just make certain she gets the best care you can. That's and what we're doing. And leave sick bay. Um, Graves just walked onto the bridge to the words, Captain's eyes only and all of you are at your stations except for Eli. Eli, you are still working on the 13 Borg that were sent to you. Well, now 12, 11, there's three, in, there's three already. There's only 10 left in the cargo bays. But have you ever done something that is a high-stress thing that is um, well within your capabilities, but you just have to keep doing it? And Does how, like... Count? and uh so for eli this is like you've now been in surgery for like well over an hour and a half basically it feels like um and as things are going as time it's it's a matter of um way that i've heard like um i i've heard both um, a nurse and a mechanic say it when they have to be working on something for a super long period of time it it doesn't take long for it to to for your mind to go oh wow we are so far from done if that makes sense yeah i'm just um, imagining that surgery that i did on the cramped little freighter bed exactly one Exactly. And um, I'm going to make a roll that um, you guys don't need to know who it's for unless it actually matters. Hey, they get a success. Um, when when you hit that moment, after three, it, and it's it, the moment that you hit that moment is way at the end of like your third surgery. And now I'm obviously storytelling a little bit of time passing for Eli here, right? Um, when you hit that moment, Dr. Three comes over and just uh, without saying anything, she puts a hand on your shoulder, um, holds up, um, you know, holds up her, um, her medical device and steps in and gives you like a five minute break. It's, it, she rolled a success, so she noticed that you needed to take a five-minute break. Um, it, it's, it's the most human thing you have seen her do. I am amazed. Mm-hmm. It literally is the most human moment that you have seen from her. Her face doesn't betray like any emotion of like sympathy or anything. But she puts a hand on your shoulder and kind of, you know, she steps in for you, but her face doesn't betray any emotion, but she gives you a break. 
And so now we're a little bit further back in time from where Eli is and on the bridge. Marcus, what do you say when you walk on the bridge and you hear message, captain's eyes only? I'll take it in my ready room. Walk right into the ready room. And what you have is um, not a message that is a message from any individual. You've just been sent um, a piece of the Basilope's black box, as it were. Um, the Basilope had a had an eyes only mission only uh only the captain and their and his command crew had any idea what they were supposed to do um starfleet command is well aware that a uh that a transwarp gate is being built in the karat sector they think that there is a way to stop it and that's what the basilope was supposed to do it will require Getting on board the Unimatrix that is already partially built, finding a terminal that has the um, that has the codes, and you may need to find more than one terminal um, that will have the codes that can be used to detonate areas that are built in. To, they, the, the liberated Borg in Starfleet intelligence tell um, have told Starfleet Command there are charges built into the beginnings of a gate in order to if construct you know basically if construction has gone in a wrong direction they can blow a piece off and begin again but if you can get on board the Unimatrix structure find three four five consoles that have uh, uh, essentially the frequency, the code, to set those off. Basilope was there to get those codes and blow the gate. And by sending you these orders, the captain of the USS Basilope has just made you responsible for those orders. Marcus, just read also, the orders. You, also, you kind of know that ship is destroyed. Like, there's no doubt he would not have sent this unless they were about to be destroyed. Marcus just says, crap. Crap. <laughs> so then he, yeah, so just to be clear, so do we have the codes that no. Basil, okay, so we don't have the codes. Basilope never got a team onto the Unimatrix. So going to we require, need to yeah. infiltrate a Unimatrix to get these codes to okay. then input into a terminal to then... Oh, no, you can send, once you get the codes, you can send those codes from the Reliant. You just have to get okay. close to where the gate... You have to get the codes and then get the Reliant close enough to where the gate is being built that you can send those frequencies and it will blow the uh, it will it will blow the charges causing the gate to disrupt and fall apart all right so marcus starts thinking about this for a little minute a uh, minute and then smiles a little bit and heads back onto the bridge okay all of you on the bridge have had like a minute of um 
you know, taking a breath and getting your, you know, getting yourselves together. Um, I saw some cool, like, little role-playing in the chat of, like, you know, Kara telling Oakley what a great, you know, little exocomp he is, and um, Oakley is kind of checking in on everybody, actually, as Graves walks back onto the bridge. Um, does anybody have anything they would have done when he said, I'll take it in my ready room, was gone for, like, I don't know, like, three or four minutes? Maybe just, five, and then walk back out. Just real quick, I want to reiterate the exact words because I thought it was funny. Kara stops Oakley and hugs him. You got the shuttle and saved us. You goddamn little hunk of silicon. I love you. That's awesome. Kendra is so, just... Um, Kendra is just, like, she's relieved... But she's really, really devastated at the fact that we just had to blow up the Texas, even though the crew members were already assimilated that were on there. And even though we didn't have any way to save anybody else, she is it. Her core values. I don't blame you. Basically, it 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 makes wow, her question everything that she is. So she's just kind of sitting there, like devastated, but trying to hold it together. Love that. Um, anyone else on the bridge? Um, Moon doesn't. So Moon has a combination of emotions on his face. And um, Waitley, you walk onto the bridge when the captain comes out of his ready room. So you're all there. I'm going to put you all there except for Eli, who's working on saving a lot of lives. Um, and um, what you can tell, uh, what those of you who can see him, Moon is a combination of happy with what he just did. He just pulled off a really great maneuver to get you guys out of danger, right? But he also is feeling, you can tell that he's got the same thing going on that Kendra does. He hasn't stopped looking at the spot on the view screen where the Texas was. So... Um, there we go. Um, that's one of your, that's your NPC on the bridge. Um, anybody else have something to do before the captain and Waitley walk onto the bridge? Kara noticing Moon's dead-eyed thousand years, thousand yards stare, moves over and gently guides him away from the console. You've done a good job, Ensign Moon. He goes and takes, maybe you should take a quick he break. He takes his own seat. He, he he takes his own seat at the secondary console and he goes, yeah, that's not an easy thing to watch. Understood, Ensign. All um, I can think about is all the people we did get out. Before we came along, they were all doomed. Okay. Um, Jenik, anything that you're doing? Um, you're at the one of those back seats on the bridge um, sitting next to Virek and he's like, that was... He kind of looks over at you and says, that was Intense. necessary, right? It's been a long day. Yeah. Just I'm focusing on my work right now. Quentin, anything you want to do before the captain walks back out and Waitley walks onto the bridge? Um, I'm trying to remember real quick. Which diagnostic is like the super simple one? It's a level five? Yep. I think it's five and then a level one is um uh, is the a level one is like 
is like the big, you know, how are we so, doing? Level five diagnostic, all main sensor systems, and um, essentially light up the entire area with an active sensor sweep just to. Right on. Paranoia. Um, roll. Uh, this actually requires a sciencey roll. Um, I love when people get to make rolls. That's what you know. Tabletop gaming is about. It is a reason and science. Um, so you have fifteen as your target number, and you are diligent. So four is your um, critical range. I'm going and to get spend one, one ship, right. And you get one die for the ship. I'm going to spend one threat to increase your complication range. It is now 19 and 20 gives you a complication. As are at full momentum. You can stop rolling these three success rolls any time now, guys. <laughs> I didn't roll once for you. I did that on purpose. All right, you know, there we go, there we go. Um, <laughs> um, you, with your active scans and a level five diagnostic, the ship, um, the ship held up a lot better, actually, and Rick will also notice this when he looks into it from the engineering perspective, probably in the engineering deck. The shields did a whole lot better than they should have. However... Some of the uh, some of the rear facing shield relays have burned out, and it looks like um, engineering teams are busy responding to like another fire because the ship just you know they're putting out another fire. It's not really a fire, but the ship did just do a, a low distance warp one jump, um, kind of half blind. And so the warp core is their primary concern right now. You can see that uh, three, we'll call them phase shielding couplers, right, um, are burnt out. And so your rear shields going forward will be less than uh, less than the best they could be. To pick that up. Um, Rick, what do you want to do? Uh, well, with that scare, with the, the uh, Borg uh, uh, starting to assimilate the arms, uh, Rick's going into what I'm going to call hyper-paranoid mode, and he's going to double-check everything that he can. Um, double-checking, you know, looking at the shields, looking at the engine, looking at the, um, like, the hull, if there's any any signs of anything borgified, if there's anything, anything at all that is out of the ordinary? Um, yes, you can make an engineering roll, um, and, and like a, an engineering scanny roll, so it'll be um, reason and engineering to scan for, uh, to be paranoid scanning the ship. I love it. Uh, so I'm going to take a momentum for an extra die roll, which gives me cautious. I, you could, I love you. Just grab them. I mean, you guys are still at five. <laughs> so, uh, but people have the opportunity to challenge me if they want. 
Uh, and I am simply tapping roll beforehand. I challenge your rolling abilities. <laughs> Three successes. You get back the momentum that you just spent. Um, and oh, these guys are at six momentum still. Um, <laughs> um, back the momentum that you spent. And you pick up in the cargo bay. There are a lot of active Borg signatures. Um, it's what the medical teams are down there doing right now. They are, um, they are disconnecting those signatures. Right now, those, um, those cells that are rigged with um, what Quentin had discovered from the ancient civilization, that um, right now that's holding back these... Uh, um, uh, holding back those say nine or eight Borg that are left down there. Um, it's holding them that they're not able to connect to the collective right now. So you're good there. You scan through the, you, you scan over the hull, nothing Borg uh, anywhere on the hull scan through uh, the engineering deck. There is nothing Borg in the engineering deck. There is um, however, massive um a massive borg signature uh and it's not one signature it's the fact that there are now like four or five um or they're not connected to the collective in any way like you can tell that with your scan um however their borg implants are still active um they are being removed as you as you are scanning them and they are all in induced comas while that's happening that technology is still active. Um, it's what your medical teams were prepared for, so it's probably okay. Um, that's what you will pick up with uh, with your massive success on uh, your engineering scan. Uh, and at as, that as, point... Yeah, as long as the, there's no bulk signatures where they're not meant to be, then at least I'm slightly less paranoid, but still not completely. Okay, so you're slightly less paranoid as turbo lift door opens, Waitley walks onto the bridge, the ready room door opens, and Marcus walks onto the bridge, and um, Eli, you manage your last patient um, that was, you know, in your cell. Um, the other uh, the other teams are also getting ready to send patients to sick bay. Um, you can you can continue to assist them if you would like. Yeah, I'll assist them. Then I'll go back to regular sick bay after that to start on coal. Okay, right on. Um, and that is our, uh, then we are at our bridge scene with everyone except for Eli, who is doing a great job because of those roles you guys are getting. Uh, <laughs> uh, all of you, you are don't have to sound bridge. quite so resentful of our good roles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, actually. That was such an exciting first half. Um, so, uh, all of you are now back on the bridge. So Graves uh, walks onto the bridge um, and just sort of uh, kind of gives everyone a nod of like, we did the best we could, but kind of gives that posture of we're not done yet. Actually, he just says, uh, very good job, everyone, but we're not done yet. There's a complication. Acknowledge, sir. You tell me where to go. I'll get us there. 
Uh, Moon looks over at you. Um, Virek looks over at you. Klingon at Ops looks over at you. The USS Basilope was just destroyed. It was on a mission of the utmost importance because it could effectively determine whether or not the system is about to fall. Um, first, I need to know, um, do we have everything on the ship secure? We have some shields, uh, shield emitters out of the aft, but apart from that, uh, team's already on it. Um, apart from that, everything is fine. What about our docking arm or our uh, salvage arms? We had to blow total, them. Total loss, Captain. I I'm see. not reading anything from them. All right. Uh, I'll read about the briefings on that later. Um, Waitley, or uh, Chaplain Waitley, how is Cole doing? She seems to be uh, stable uh, as I left the medical staff induced coma until. All right. I- finished with their operations. Understood. Uh, before we proceed any further, I assume that the medical teams in sick bay are still are in the cargo bay are still working on our patients. Eric offer uh, actually the Klingon says uh, yes, Captain. Uh, send a message to the forty seven crew members we picked up. I know they're probably still rattled, but if they have anyone in their company that is in any shape to do uh, to assist with any medical work. I'd like them to be assisting in the, uh, in the recovery operation if they can. He says, I'll send messages to my team, uh, to my teams. And you realize those are absolutely his teams. Um, his people would have been the ones, it would have been, uh, it would have been operations crew that would have met those people on the transporter decks and probably moved them all into like, you know, the, you know, the coffee house that you guys have essentially the cafe, <laughs> right? Probably yeah. like, and, and he says, I'll get word to my teams and see what we can do, sir. All right. And, and a general inventory of what, uh, uh, crew or what their special, uh, specialties are would also be pretty good as well. Um, the long and the short of it is that the Borg are building a transport gate in the system and we need to destroy it. We are the only option left. I don't suppose the Basilisk sent along her cloaking device along with these orders. Nope, I've got an idea for how to deal with that, though. Um, I trust you, sir. Point the way. All right. Uh, can we open a uh, comm channel without revealing our exact location? I says that wouldn't be too hard, sir. All right. Uh, prepare and to he, tra- uh, he, he, since you play Tardigrade as well, Rice shares the information. Basically, you now have two people at your ta- at your main tactical console, Bryce and and Ensign Tardigrade. So Bryce sends Tardigrade what needs you know what will need to happen for that. <laughs> And Marcus just says, oh, wait, 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 or what are we waiting for for Tardy? Uh, just out oh. of character. I don't know. I think Elenis just got excited that she realized oh. Tardy was on the bridge. Oh. <laughs> okay. So we're, uh, do we have that uh, com open? Um, uh, uh, Who's the com going to? Actually, he says, I can get you a reasonably secure channel unless we're sending it right into the system. Man, uh, I just need I just need something that neither the Borg or anyone else can necessarily pinpoint us on. We can do that. Where do I need to send it? Uh, somewhere to the system, just general area. Okay. What are we sending? Uh, 
Uh, just open the comm. I'll take care of it. He'll have, since it's going right into the system, he, he basically um, looks for Tardigrade to double-check his figure. He sa And Tardigrade sees that um, his figure is that um, you'll have 30 seconds before he has to cut the channel um, because someone in there that you don't want to pick you up could pick you up after that point. All um, right. So... So do we want to make Tardigrade make a roll? Um, uh, we, sure. have a we have a character sheet for him. Um, here we go. Where is he? Come on now. Uh, there he is. Yeah. There's his character sheet. I got it. He needs to make a reason and security check. So 12, and he is versed in security protocols. So his um, your target number is 12, and you crit on a two or less. Oh. <laughs> one, one success is all you needed. Um, Tardigrade sees that the calculations are right, confirms it, and he says, and Bryce says, channel open, Captain. All right, I'm just going to broadcast the following message. Mac talk, talk bed, doc, soof, call, net. And just wait to see if anyone replies within that 30-second window. Yeah, uh, Bryce says 15 seconds, sir. If we don't pick up anything, uh, move the ship well, to random location. And our keys and, of course, out of the area to, well, to her, not a random point, but to everyone else, a random point. Four seconds, sir. I'm going to have to close it. Close channel. Um, and before his finger hits the closed channel, you hear, Nuxnet! Federation. Uh, glad you can listen to reason. You so are in. What was that? This place is a death trap. It is, but we can make it a death trap for our mutual enemy. What do you want? I need to get close to that Unimatrix so we can destroy it. We have a good plan for how to do that, and I've got some special assets to make that even easier. All I need is that cloaking, or someone to travel with that cloaking device and deliver this yeah. asset to that location. Um, uh, Quentin, you are being actively scanned. Captain, we're being scanned. From the Karat system. Uh, you cannot detect whether it is a Klingon scan or a Borg scan. So I know where you've been scanned. Uh, uh, Quentin uh, just said, uh, what was it, Captain? We're being scanned. Uh, anything to do with you, my Klingon friend? Yes. All right. We'll just sit one, here. Does, one does not talk to enemy without knowing what the enemy brings to the table. Ah, uh, let's see. Are you familiar with a little incident that occurred during our let's just say our people's first mutual conflict? Your your people tell you what they are building here then? Yes, they did. And some of our people were lost in trying to get that information from us as well. So we have dead to fight for in this 
speak of honor. I try to be an honorable man in my dealings, and my key is to make sure that honor is served so warriors can fight the fight they are meant to, not enslaved by the Borg. You are a warrior, then. Not a diplomat. I face so down. Far, so far, you have no visual on this guy. Uh, I've had my fair share of conflict. We've destroyed a member of Species 8472 and something that would validate your species or your people's um, claims against the Gorn. I appreciate what your people have tried to do to the galaxy. It and will I get you to the Unimatrix. USS Reliant. Very good. You... Captain of USS Reliant will speak for Klingon control of this system when you are done. Deal? Absolutely deal. You will meet you at these coordinates. And he sends coordinates that bring you back into the Karat system that come through Quentin's uh, Come through Quentin's console, and you can route them to Kara if you would like. Bryce says, uh, "Bryce says I'm closing the channel, sir. Uh, he he already did. I am not certain the Borg didn't pick that up, but I don't think they did." All right, let's go ahead and meet them as soon as uh, we possibly can. Um, as far as I'm concerned, this is going to be a small boarding uh, away mission. Uh, Lieutenant Tardigrade will absolutely be essential, and Lieutenant Tardigrade should fetch our special harness. Carl looks back over her shoulder after typing in the course. You know, Captain, if you keep up this level of diplomacy, High Command's going to love you just as much as they love me. I, I can live with that. <laughs> I, I thought you could, sir. I can she live engages with the that. course. And the Reliant... Um... Kind of, you know, it does that cool, like, you know, space shot of the Reliant flying back into this system with two moons. And as you kind of are um, more or less like breaking the wall of entering the system, like you're, you're, you're coming in at, I am assuming, a, a standard warp, you know, not warp, a standard um, not warp. Impulse? Uh, yeah, you're coming in at a at a pretty standard impulse speed, and almost as if they are showing off as you enter the system. Two birds of prey briefly appear, and you see their um they they briefly appear, and you only get a signal, which is just a like uh it. it it doesn't have any words in it. It's just a, like, it's a communications nod is what the Reliant gets. As you see you know, one ping, uh, they, they come through with, like, you know, a communications ping, and you see their wings, uh, you know, go down into their attack patterns as, as they cloak. And there was also one above you that did the same thing. And these three, you can be certain that there are three Klingon birds of prey that have you surrounded, essentially, like a... Uh, like a protective blanket. 
Well, I feel just like an egg in a nest full of crazy star raptors, sir. Better than the Borg. True. It's better than the Borg. Anyone else? While this is happening, Eli, you arrive back in sickbay. And you can see um, a uh, Rigelian doctor. She is actually a doctor. Um, what would be a good, uh, someone throw out a good female Rigelian name. Varush. Varush. Um, you know her as Dr. Varush. Um, and uh, she has been attending to uh, the chest wound, which is not really a huge problem, but uh, it, it is a problem. And so that's, um, that's, uh, walk in and um, uh, Dr. Varush says, she's ready, Doc. See, she's in an induced coma, Eli. 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 Hold on a second. Okay, my thing wasn't plugged in fully. I was talking. <laughs> but nobody was hearing oh, me. There, there we go. Yeah, no, yeah. We, we didn't hear you. There we go. So yeah, um, she says she's ready, Doc. All right. Um, all right, Doctor Varush, let's get this started. And uh, go ahead and make a, a medical roll. Um, this would be a great time to use more than one momentum, potentially. Okay, um, so how many momentum do we have? Uh, you guys have full momentum right now. And how many as a max am I allowed to use? Uh, ask Baz. That's, uh, that's out of my... Uh... <laughs> that's out of my brain. Baz, how many am I allowed to use? Uh, extra dice. Yeah, for extra dice. Um, so, well, um, it's uh, one momentum for the first dice, two momentum, another two momentum for the second dice, so three total, and a third, and, and the last three momentum for a third dice, for the third dice. I'm only going to use two extra dice, so that's three total. Or four total. I'm sorry, four total. Yeah, three, okay. three total. Um, it is three. Unfortunately, the uh, the med bay gives you no additional successes, but Doctor Varouche gives you one. All right, so I guess I'm using one extra momentum for an extra die. <laughs> yeah, because we might. You can also reroll too with momentum. So. Yeah. True. Okay, so D twenty, and uh, what? What was my? Uh, what am I going for? Let me. Uh, me. Pop from Artigrade's character sheet to Eli's. You are doing a reason medicine, which is 15 is your target number. Trauma surgery is a focus. So 15 is your target number. Four is your critical range. Have Four. the same role as Dr. Varouche. All right. Oh, nice. So between you, you get three successes, win back the momentum that you had. And um, it, it, it takes a little while. It's probably going to take um, the away team is probably already going to be off of the ship when you're done. But um, you and your medical teams finish up in the uh, finish up in the cargo bay in the trauma ward that you guys set up. Um, you have 
disconnected 13 Borg from the Collective, one of them being Space Mom. Or uh, you working with Dr. Varouche do a an incredible job in removing the implants because she hadn't been assimilated very long. It's like Seven of Nine still has some, you know, stuff that you see on her, but Picard doesn't, right? Um, mm -hmm. By the time you're done, except for the, the wounds of where things were taken out of her, um, which will all heal and some will scar, but she'll look like herself again when you're all done. Now, again, this takes a while. This is, you know, um, and when you're done, you've probably reached the, you, you can see the rest of your um, medical teams are doing a good job. Um, you have a very, very good sick bay. Um, and um, midway through kind of like your surgery, eight people um, that have um, Starfleet uniforms on uh, that you do not recognize. All of them are wearing medical blues. Two of them have on lab, you know, like lab coats over their medical blues. And one of them says, um, I don't know who the chief do who the chief medical officer is here, but we are here to help. They're going to have and, and uh, he says, I see that you're in surgery. And Dr. Three says, allow me to direct you. And she allow says, I, and she says um, Dr. O'Connor will need one of you over here. Three of you, please go to. And she, she directs these eight people who come in because they're not um, trained in the same way your doctors are, right? Like your doctors right now, this is what they're set up to do. These people are not, right? Yeah. And so he puts enough of them with each team that they can assist, and it makes things go faster. Um, yes, the ops officer managed to get that done. <laughs> um, and the, uh, the Reliant, you see, as we like pull back out of sickbay, the Reliant is uh, eyeing at whatever speed you guys want um, into... You guys know what Karat looks like in the game, where it's these huge, like, square pieces connected by um, uh, basically uh, what are, um, like, Borgified girders between them in some cases. Um, uh, you have an idea of what that might look like inside, but um, the Reliant is... Um, okay, so what it is, um, Ara, is... Uh, they have these large square structures that, um, that are connected by what I say. I would say they're essentially like girders that have been borgified, but they're like big enough that more things can exist within them. Um, there are also floating smaller, um, there, there are floating smaller, um, there you go. There you go. That's a great picture. You can see the one moon that's got a big piece blown out of it. And one thing that you would see as you get in closer is um, actually you can even see it in this picture. So the ones that have the lights coming out of the top and bottom of them are structures that are as big as some of the pieces that are connected. But they are not connected and they seem to have an independent power source that um, is emitting that light. Um, the, uh, 
the the information that you're getting, Quentin, shows that those structures have the least amount of Borg, and um, all of them have at least a couple of what seem to be computer terminals connected to the rest of what's going on here. That's what you guys know going in. Yay. What would you like to Captain, so, do we just uh, keep flying? I mean, what's the plan here? Are they going to cover us with the cloak? What? How does this work? Well, I mean, okay, so as a I was sort of out of character scene, the Klingons just acknowledged us, correct? So they didn't, yeah. like, they didn't make any demands. Basically, they're just going to follow our lead. That's what it seems like, yes. Okay, so we're going to, so we have, well, they demanded the system, so... <laughs> Yeah, they, no, they demanded that they they didn't demand that it work, but they said you will speak for Klingon control of this system when it's all done. Yes, they the whole bridge heard that, and we'll hold them to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, at this point, so we got to fall eye to. Do we have any idea for which one of these nodes do we need to get to, or is there any specificity? Quentin, um, make a science and a reason science check or a scan um, to determine that information. That, that is what will determine that information. Kara, meanwhile, has no idea how they're not being detected, and she just trusts in the captain. Do I have a target number of around 15? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't pull up your character sheet. Uh, let me look. Um, it's probably 15 and I don't know if you have like scanners, um, as a, uh, as a focus. I don't think you do. Um, so yeah, your target number is 15 and, uh, your critical is just normal at one. Switch back to looking at the. Oh my. Oh, what a complication. That's awesome. Um, would you like to spend two momentum to get rid of that complication? I'm going to recommend that I do. I'm... <laughs> yeah, let's go ahead and do that while we're flying near a board. Got lots of momentum and. Um... Oh, you've got lots of momentum, and that's a great time to use it. And I love that we're right at end game when you have to use it. It's awesome. Don't um, don't give the GM any um, nefarious ideas. Don't give me any nefarious ideas. Um, The information that you need, Quentin, is any of those square structures will do. The least amount of Borg life signs exist. Um, if you open up that picture of Karat that um, Duncan shared there. I do have um, to real the, quick stop the, you. So what you're saying is that when it comes to this, anyone will do. <laughs> anyone will do, um, essentially. You can beam uh, on to, you can beam on to, you could beam on to those floating um, ones that are independent of the structures. You can beam on to any of the large square pieces near the structures. Ones that seem to have less board life signs and potentially less computer nodes, but have independent power source um, 
they have less Borg around them. You're detecting probes that um, that kind of uh, have a very predictable pattern, and the occasional sphere that comes through on a much larger sweep of the area. So those are probably the safest ones. There are definitely more opportunities for accessing consoles and such if you beam onto part of the structure. Interesting. Basically, it's like both of them have their advantages. Um, it, it's a decision, and it's obvious that these three Klingon birds of prey are uh, are willing to um, uh, are they're 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 ready to accompany you whichever direction you go. Um, obviously, the disadvantage of going a little bit deeper in is that there are cubes in there. So okay, so if we go deeper in, there's more Borg, more cubes. But also, so, opportunity, once you're aboard, you might be able to get all the information you need one away team. Whereas if you go to the ones on the outside, you might have to send an away team and then move to another one of those and send the away team again. We've got three so, birds of prey with us. We're going in. Okay. Um, and so um, our final scene of tonight's game is the, uh, the Reliant. Flying in, and and the 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 uh, obviously the um, uh, the the audience would know that like little distortions around Reliant are those birds of prey, and looking at Karat as this large like like double the amount of stuff that is in that picture that, that Duncan shared. Like, it's a big thing, and um, there's an obvious part where they've started to build a little gate. Um, and um, our final scene is Reliant flying into that mess. Like, not, not floating in to rescue the Texas, but instead flying into that mess. Um, with the with the little fluctuations of the birds of prey that are um, accompanying you on the way in, and um, as as you go in, you hear. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what the proper Klingon would be for. Um, if you must die, die well. And in fact, your universal translator changes it to. Um, if you must, and you realize that it went to the Reliant and the other two ships, the other two birds of prey, and it came from the bird of prey above you. Um, probably the guy you talked to is up there because it's his voice again, and it says, if you must die, die well. Don't let them take you. I plan to live and that. And that, um, and with that, like with seeing the board cubes and the spheres and the probes in green letters across the across the screen, to be continued.